Welcome to David Gogo's Soul Bender podcast. A journey through the blues as seen through the hazy recollections from a life on the road. Welcome to episode 30. I'm Scott James. That guy is David Gogo. Thank you for your ongoing coinage support at paypal.me slash gogoguitar. And remember to send questions to soulbenderpodcast at gmail.com or record one on the Soulbender podcast page at Anchor. Watch for some new developments on Spotify, too. And what the deuce? I love Saskatchewan Part 3. Yeah, well, I was getting some flack from some of our, uh, our, our loyal listeners via the uh, social media. Um. And yeah, I started thinking about it, and there's still so much more for me to talk about of, of playing gigs in Saskatchewan and uh, and funny times. Um, so I hope I don't repeat myself too much. Well, well, what prompted the outrage and or pearl clutching? Well, the first was um, uh, Speedy Creek, good old Swift Current, because uh, someone said, oh, I can't believe you didn't mention Shan Gowan. Now, Shan's a, a promoter out there, and she's been doing it for a long time, and you know, when I sit and think about it, I've been working with her for a long time. Um, she's one of those great folks in the art community that it's it's kind of like if if there isn't a venue, well, let's let's create one. Let's let's figure out how we can do this. And so when I first started working with her, it was um, mostly solo shows because you know there's only a certain amount of um, uh, population there to, to 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 do things. So. We would, I think it was like a, a community center or a senior center, something like that. But, you know, like I say, like, like find a room big enough to get enough people for it to make sense and, and just be proactive and create it. Um, but she's been very active and um, obviously a, a big music fan. And she's always got terrific lineups of artists. And the last time I worked with her, it was cool because they'd finally got, um, somehow they acquired the Lyric Theater in downtown Swift Current, and uh, it's a it's a great old brick building, you know, with with the you know the old uh, they used to paint advertisements on the side of these brick buildings, and they've kind of recovered that. Uh, I believe it was built in 1912, and it was a vaudeville house, and then later a movie theater. Unfortunately, in the 80s, <clears throat> it was turned into a nightclub, so they kind of gutted it. <clears throat> so the original seats and all that aren't, aren't there but it's, it's still you know it's, it's got a vibe and, it, and, and it's their venue and it's, it's just kind of the perfect size so we were able to bring the band in and rock out so that was cool yeah what other cool venues have hosted you in saskatchewan land well one of the most amazing places um it's just such a cool experience it was a place and unfortunately it's not operating anymore um a place called ghost town blues and it was one of these things where i saw the sign when i was on the road and unfortunately i was you know just killing myself to drive somewhere else to some gig and i saw the sign ghost town blues so i went on the interwebs and gave it the old put it in the google machine and i was blown away by just what the place was so i talked to i think it's the folks in forge that had stayed there before so what it is it's a bed and breakfast the owner greg who's a super cool guy um what he decided to do was he created an old west vibe by acquiring old buildings and old covered wagons and old big farm trucks from all over the province and probably in Alberta too because this is in Maple Creek. And he would bring them to his property and restore them. And the the detail 
The attention to detail was incredible. And you can stay. Like there's a couple old buildings that were like maybe like the, the pay building for a, a farm or a, you know, a working site. And then there's these actually covered wagons. You can stay in covered wagons. So he's got these hundred and something year old covered wagons that he's restored. And you get inside and you don't want to talk about glamping. It just, just beautiful antiques everywhere. And then the best, you know, thread count sheets and all these, you know, fancy quilts and pillows. It was just crazy. And in the middle of all these kind of outbuildings, I think there might have been a teepee as well. Anyways, in the, in the center is one of these buildings that he acquired and moved it to his property. And I can't remember if it's a small, used to be a chapel or maybe a small community hall. But that is kind of, when it's a bed and breakfast, that's your uh, your common room where you get your food. And But it was big enough that he figured, hey, I, I can do some gigs, you know, just do some acoustic gigs. So I had the great pleasure. I mean, I, I just wanted to go to the place, you know. But um, we did a gig there, and it was fantastic, and I got to sleep in the covered wagon, and uh, he was an excellent host. And, you know, it's just out, far enough outside of Maple Creek that when you get there outside, it's that those, that beautiful nighttime sky in the summer in Saskatchewan, just stars forever. And uh, I, I ended up going back just um, not, we couldn't fit in a gig that time, but I went back, and I was doing some shows down in Shaunavan and stuff, and uh, managed to stay the night there and brought my lady friend with me, and she was blown away too. We both, you know, she, we're, we're not an item anymore, but um, we both really groove on old things, you know, old ghost towns and old buildings. And, and both of us, when we met, that was the funny thing was we both had a passion of for photography of those areas. And that was kind of one common ground we had. So it, it was, it was just such a great place. And um, I'm still in touch with Greg. He's hoping to maybe still do some events, but I know he is selling off some of the the buildings and vehicles, which is, uh, you know, it's a shame, but time marches on and, and, and that's what happens. And it's funny because, you know, like, like all these old beer parlors and stuff, a lot of them in this town, because some of these towns that are small, they, they're just getting smaller and they just don't have the, the support and the community to keep these places open. So they either become, you know, in a state of disrepair where it's not worth fixing up anymore, or, you know, fire breaks out or, but one thing I'm noticing is that we have some new Canadians coming in and taking over some of these great these uh, these old businesses? So that's fantastic because obviously these people see it as a great opportunity coming from wherever they're coming from. This is way better. So, for example, I was when I was doing some of my uh, research for this particular episode, I remember stopping in a place called Morse, Saskatchewan, like Morse Code, and and it was called the Elkhorn. I wanted to make sure I had the name right, so I look, and it's now called Punjabi Daba. Elkhorn Hotel, which um, I guess they've changed owners since I've been there. It's been a couple of years now since I can't travel, but um, it's 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 fantastic that that they're doing that and and they're they're you know keeping these old buildings alive you know as much as they can. Heritage baby, where are we traveling next? Well, we're going to go to the 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 city named after former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney. Say what now? Yeah, Moose Jaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And here I always thought it was named after Jay Leno. Oh, God. <laughs> now, here's another, you know, kind of a, a neat historical place. Um, um, I think I've only ever played in Moose Jaw during the Western Canadian Music Awards. I got to play it there. They've got a beautiful theater there, there as well, uh, the May Wilson Theater. Um, but it's quite a history, that town. Um, and I've taken this little tourist tour a couple times. It's the Tunnels of Moose Jaw. So in the days of Prohibition, 
Al Capone and people like that would come up from the States and acquire their illegal alcohol, which is illegal in the States. Um, but they had these, these tunnels underneath the city that they used to hide out in case they, you know, in case the coppers are after them. And so you can take a tour and, and there's, you know, it's, it's still there. And, and they do one of these things where they get a tour guide that dresses of the time, you know, in the period clothes and, and, and tells the stories. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. So it's, it's a, it's a funny little place, uh, for that. But yeah, so I, I, I did play there a couple times with the Western Canadian Music Awards and, Okay, this is a fun. This is a weird one. The the one time that I went, they were filming it. I'm not sure what they're exactly filming it for, but anyways, they they were um, inducting Buffy Saint Marie into some kind of Lifetime Achievement Hall of Fame thing, and so the event was held out at the Snowbirds Hangar, so just just kind of outside of town. It's where Canada's fancy Snowbird Air Force thing is going on. So I was told to show up at a certain time to do a sound check. So I go into this great big hangar. Now I'm wearing a beautiful <clears throat> deer hide jacket with fringes and everything uh, made by Joe Bins. And, um, you know, I'm dressed up for the gig and I got my guitar with me. I walk into the building and it's just Buffy St. Marie by herself doing her sound check. And she's doing Universal Soldier. So in order to get to where I needed to go, I had to kind of walk up front and walk by the front of the stage. And I was just by the front of the stage when she she finished the song. And I just went there, silent. And I'm watching this really intimate, you know, song by this legend. But I look up at her and I go, I said, is that the song you're going to play tonight? And she goes, uh, yeah. And I go, ah, oh, fuck, I was going to do that one. <laughs> Which <laughs> got a, kind of an, an awkward giggle out of her. Um, but later that evening... <clears throat> We're all kind of in the backstage area, dressing room area. And they had hired some young gal to do makeup for everyone because they're filming and in case, you know, you got the shiny forehead or whatever. But this poor girl, no one was going to get makeup. And so I felt kind of bad that she looked really bored, you know. And uh, so I said, hey, how about you just just give me a little bit of eyeliner, you know, like maybe like a Keith Richards eyeliner. So she does that. And then, you know, the event's kind of dragging on. So eventually, I just keep going back to this makeup girl, and we finally do full Amy Winehouse eye makeup. So if, you know, I've got this these cra the crazy eyeshadow, and um, I walk back, and, and all of a sudden they're, they're going to uh, announce the nominees for the the Blues Award, and I'm up for a Blues Artist of the Year or Blues Album, whatever it was. And I st and we're, we're all watching backstage on this little uh, TV, watching the live feed. <clears throat> So I walk, and, and Buffy St. Marie's there, too. So she's looking at me with this crazy eye makeup and just looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then they announce the nominees, you know, and it's Jim Burns and whoever. And then they announce me, and I'm like, and she goes, oh, oh that's you. I'm okay. Even though we had once previously gone bowling together in back in the EMI days, but I won't let her, you know, I just need to remember that. But anywho, they announce <clears throat> the nominees, and so I'm standing right beside her, and they go, and the winner is Jim Burns. So I go into a pretend hissy fit. I'm like, fuck, fuck, this is bullshit. What the fuck? And she just starts howling like, this guy's he's crazy. <laughs> How long did your Billy Joe Armstrong makeup stay on? Well, this was one of these crazy weekends 
so I had just got back. I, I think I'd gone to Moose Jaw, but then had some kind of silly thing where I had a commitment to play a show in Ontario on the Friday night. And then had, so I, I, I got to go, like, take a night flight, go all the way to Ontario, play a gig, and then take the first flight in the morning, fly back to Moose Jaw. So I'm pretty exhausted. And um, <clears throat> so I guess the awards were probably the culmination of the, the evening. Now, what, they had a staying at a hotel that was a... Um, it's right downtown Moose Jaw. It's, it's some kind of a, a wellness spa, and they've got these um, fancy hot spring, you know, uh, healing mineral pools and that. So after the awards, there's going to be a big reception uh, in one of the uh, ballrooms at this hotel. So I quickly go out to my room just to get refreshed, and then I see I'm so tired, but, I, you know, you don't want to miss the schmooze because that's a big part of going to, to these events. So they have these beautiful big comfy um, house coats that people would wear because people are always going up and down the stairs going to the wellness spa so <laughs> I ended up going down to the schmooze and I was wearing this house coat but with an ascot you know you don't want it you've got to keep it classy but of course um and no pants and then like some flu fogs with fancy socks or something and still have my amy winehouse uh eye makeup on so when i walk in it's just like oh god i remember barney bentall just it almost stopped him in his tracks he looks at me and he shakes his head he starts laughing he goes what the fuck are you doing but here's the thing is you know i'm just having fun and we're having some good laughs with the people that are around there the the host for the evening was gian gameshi now this is um 10, 15 years ago, so it's before all the kerfuffle that he went through. But somewhere, someone took a photo, and if, if, if you're out there, please send me a copy, because somewhere there's a photo of me in the house coat with the ascot and the Amy Winehouse um, eyes with my arm around uh, a very uncomfortable-looking Gion Gameshi. <laughs> so I'd, I'd pay good money for that one. That would be a good throwback Thursday to put up on the old uh, Facebook, I'll tell you. You got to stop taking that Viagra. See me like you said you would Maybe do things to know I could Shown off make this old man feel good Dear Lord Shown off make this old man feel good Yeah, what a time we had in Montreal We drank champagne and had a ball Shown off set myself up for a fall Dear Lord I shown off set myself up for a fall Baby, please don't leave, it's killing me. Baby, please don't leave, it's killing me. It is to see when you turn your head and you smile at me Those big blue eyes are shown off drowning me Dear Lord, those big blue eyes are shown off drowning me Yeah, and I climb up 
beside me on the bed Now place a kiss on your pretty head Those things you do could show Now raise the dead, dear Lord Those things you do could show Now raise the dead Baby, please don't leave It's killing me Baby, please don't leave It's killing me Shoulders to sleep on the train It won't belong till you're off to Spain I may never see you again Dear Lord, no I may never see you again Well, baby, please Don't leave It's killing me Baby, please Don't leave It's killing Another one from David Gogo's acoustic album, It's Killing Me, on the Soul Bender podcast. We're talking about Saskatchewan again. What other funky places have you seen out there? Well, we had a good chat talking about uh, Forger and my adventures there. A little bit about Arcola. I think I mentioned Buddy's Pub. Uh, this is a really neat building. It's it's um, what was known as the High House, downtown Arcola. And I think it used to be an opera house at some point, but... You go upstairs, and it's one of the longest bars I've ever seen. It's in this beautiful, beautiful old wood, like dark wood, amazing bar with, with the back bar and everything. But um, uh, quite often I'll go there. i got a couple of friends that live there, and there's a great ant- little antique store, this old guy, Jim. He's, he's always got something that I need, you know? And you usually have to give him a call or look for him around the back or something. But he's just got some fantastic stuff there. Um. And it's hilarious because I remember see, he showed me this chair. He was, she was telling me the differences between certain antique chairs. Some are actually hand carved. Some are what's called a, a press back, I think. I think that's something you can do with a drink too. But where they just have uh, some kind of a thing that they just press on every piece. It's just like a metal thing. It's like a big, like stamping the wood with some metal. And anyways, he showed me this one from the Arcola Hotel, which is no longer there anymore. And how beautiful it was. So finally, I said, yeah, you know, what? I'd like to buy this chair and I'll have it in my office. And he goes, oh, no, I couldn't sell it to you. <laughs> no way. <laughs> There's no way he's going to let it leave the community. But he had to brag about it, show it to me. But he's got all sorts of um, things. And, and in fact, and he'll look at you too, because he's starting to get to know me now, because I've been there a few times over the years. And um, I collect old coal mining lamps and stuff. And I think I got one off him once. But he didn't have any lamps this time. But he looks down, he sees my cowboy boots, and he goes, You like to wear cowboy boots, huh? I say, Yeah. You got yourself a naughty Nelly? A what? 
a naughty Nelly. And he brings it, he's got three of them. And what it is, is like a cast iron, uh, it's a woman laying on her back with her legs spread. <laughs> and what you do is, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a boot remover. So <clears throat> you got to kind of step on her head and then you put the heel of your boot in between her legs and haul your gout boot off. So Now that's culture. Yeah, I had to get the, the, the naughty Nelly for sure. But uh, up at the high house at Buddy's Pub, the, the one thing that I love there is um, you can get square pickled eggs. And I will put photos. I took photos, of course, of these square pickled eggs. So I'll put photos up when we, uh, when we put this episode up. And then they've got, you know, they've got, they've got good, good food there. You know, because the other thing in Tiny Town, sometimes it's hard to find any, any good food. Um, usually the options are the restaurants that have both Chinese and Canadian food, which I always think, what is that? Like some egg foo young with a side of uh, buffalo or something, <laughs> a bison steak. But um, mm. the other thing I love, besides their regular food, and I'm not judging here, but they've got these, the appetites with these cheese balls. And it's basically like hunks of Velveeta breaded and deep fried. And I love them. I just love, love, love them. <laughs> I put cayenne pepper on them. In fact, I love them so much that I was leaving there one time. And I was going back to Forger to, to crash for the night. And I had a pretty long drive the next day. And I said, well, I'm going to get an order of these cheese balls to go. So in I got something to munch on on the, on the drive because I know where I was driving, there wasn't a lot of options for food. Um, so, you know, I crash, you got to get up early, I get in my car and I'm driving for about 20 minutes and I go, ah, fuck, I left those cheese balls. So I, I pull over the side of the road, phone back to the guest house that I'm staying at. I say to Shannon, Shannon, don't throw those cheese balls out. I'm coming to get them. She goes, you, you're, you've been gone for 20 minutes. You're not going to backtrack all the way <laughs> To get these goddamn cheese balls, are you? I said, do not judge a man who has a passion for balls such as this. And uh, so I went all the way back. So you know, put an extra 40 minutes on my uh, on my journey just so I could get these uh, lovely balls. Well, you know, good balls should never be left alone. You mentioned you have quite the dedication to photography. Yeah, it's become a real passion of mine. And I'm glad that I started it because I, I just, I don't know what it is. I have an affinity for old things and uh in saskatchewan there's there's still you know I, I kind of figured out where there's some ghost towns and there's you know just farms that are abandoned so you know you don't want to get trespass or anything but i, I try to capture it. and the thing is it's not uncommon <clears throat> for me to go out one year take photos of what i think is a really fascinating building and you come back a year later and it's just gone whether someone's decided to, to raise it or you know maybe there was a fire or it blew down who knows so it's kind of capturing history, um, and there's some really, really cool stuff. So, yeah, when I go out there, um, when I'm doing my, my solo stuff, it's a little more difficult with bands, but I, I always try to give myself some time to do some exploring and get some recommendations from people out there. And, I, you know, like the last trip, I got some really, really cool photographs of some ghost towns and just old towns and old churches. So probably the best way to check it out like I said, I'll post a couple of these uh, when we put the uh, podcast up. But it, go to my Facebook music page, and, and I have posted several. And uh, yeah, it's just a fun thing to do. And in fact, one of the live stream concerts that I did recently um, from the Tidemark Theater in Campbell River, we were able to, they had a big screen behind me, and like a, a huge screen, actually. And we were able to project those images up behind me. And it really added 
this whole new element to my solo show because you know solo show is I tell my stories and I play my music but I'm just basically you know sitting on a stool doing that so when they have all these images behind it it's 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 really cool and I'm hoping that you know depending on the facilities of the venues that I'm at that we can add that um to the show and in fact my coal mining song is breaking through I'd found some archival photographs of the coal mining in Vancouver Island, and they projected that behind me and one of the images is actually taken inside the mine with the workers so it looks like I'm in there with them it was it was pretty cool yeah you know when I saw that shot with the Colmont Hotel in the background I actually thought you were sitting out in the street in front of the place so well done any parting words for Saskatchewan yeah I'm just you know just dying for this pandemic to be over so I can get back out there in that land and uh do what I've always done. And, you know, in the, in the, in the last, oh, say 10 years, I've done a lot more of these acoustic shows and I really enjoy it. And that that's how I, I'm able to go to these uh, smaller places because it's the only way it can make sense. You can't really be hauling three or four musicians around and trying to pay them and feed them and put them up in hotels. If you can only play for, you know, a small amount of people because there's limited population, but doing the acoustic thing and it's kind of fun you know it's it's the old musical troubadour you know I can go where I want and you know stay where I want eat where I want and uh I like that (laughs) well I spent a lot of time on a farm in New Zealand when I was wee so I know what you're talking about there we go with episode 30 thanks for checking in and remember to send your queries to soulbenderpodcast at gmail.com we'll get on them I'm Scott James. He's David Gogo. We hope you're staying safe, and we love you. This has been David Gogo's Soulbender podcast. To stay up to date, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Until next time.